Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive in June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to Top Stories. I am producer Chris. In January 2009, Washington, D.C. was on tenterhooks as a momentous milestone approached. That's right, President Obama was on his way to save mankind. Andy and John could hardly contain themselves. It's Bugle Issue 59. Why Obama's inauguration will be more like the Rio Carnival. Top Story this week and Presidency Countdown. January the 20th is fast approaching, Andy. Actually, I'll say that, but... It's in fact approaching exactly as fast as it's always approached (laughs) and always will approach, no quicker, no slower. And in this standard procession of time towards the 20th of January, Washington DC is preparing itself for what could be the biggest street party in the world. It's going to be like the carnival in Rio de Janeiro, except in sub-zero temperatures, so with almost no feathers and significantly less body-painted bikinis. (laughs) That's what Barbara Bush is going to be wearing. Stop it! What an absolutely horrifying image to place at the start. Of the bugle, well, Andy. I didn't say that was all she was going to be wearing. Why? What, what is she going to accessorise that with, Andy? A Wonder Woman cape. <laughs> OK, so, I was in DC, as I say, uh, just after the New Year, Andy, and I can tell you that their preparation is largely taking the form of the city putting up some crowd barriers and gradually coming to the realisation that its infrastructure cannot possibly <laughs> handle the amount of people that are going to turn up. Presumably, John, there are, yeah. taking the whole world into account... Probably about six and a half billion people who'd quite like to be there to bid George W. Bush farewell. Yeah, so that's why the mayor of DC has now even started to advise people to stay at home unless they don't mind, and I quote, standing in freezing temperatures for many hours in the close proximity of strangers. That is quite a party invite. Can I get a plus one for that, mayor? I am actually going to be uh, attending the inauguration, Andy. Not not as a guest, but as an irritant. Aren't you the warm-up man? Yeah, that's right. (laughs) I'm the hype man at the start. Wave your hands in the air, DC. Wave them like you you do care a bit. 
I'll be doing something for the show there, so I'll be ruining the experience for anyone unfortunate enough to be near me. And it should be a spectacular <laughs> what experience. what you've always done best, John. <laughs> listen, listen, find something you love and then do it for the rest of your life. That's, that's my advice to the kids. They will be spending an estimated $40 million on the celebrations, and what better economic time to be doing that? It's going to be less an inauguration and more like an episode of MTV Sweet 16. <laughs> Obama is even getting Aretha Franklin to sing for him and gets a flashy car at the end of it. <laughs> I've not seen Sweet 16, John. I mean, clearly you're much more of an aficionado of, of that show well, than me. It's basically morally reprehensible children of millionaires having the kind of parties that really foreshadowed the end of ancient Rome. All right. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, we've got... Um, it's Matilda's uh, second birthday. Happy birthday, love. And we're having a, yep. a second birthday party for her. But you don't think there's anything I could learn from watching Sweet 16 as to how to throw a party for her? Because, you know, I'm in showbiz, John. Yeah, you, as you, you should... As proved by the fact that I'm talking to you now. <laughs> you should get Lil Wayne to, uh, <laughs> to sing happy birthday for her and then buy a, a, a Hummer. If I've learnt nothing else from this country, and I haven't, then it's that. <laughs> right, OK. When you come to inauguration, the key is to, uh, to not to die as a result of, of the inauguration, as yeah. happened to uh, William... William Henry Harrison, William that's Henry right. Harrison, who ninth president, who in 1841, on a freezing cold day, decided to break the world record for the longest US inauguration speech ever. Mm at a soundbite-defying 8,444 words, taking almost two whole US hours. He also broke the world record for the longest inauguration speech given whilst not wearing an overcoat on a freezing cold day before going on a parade while still not wearing an overcoat on a freezing cold day. After thawing out for a couple of weeks, Harrison then went down with a cold and went down hard, as hard as it's possible to go down with a cold. He died and then broke another world record, the shortest presidential term, at 31 days. Which doesn't sound a lot, John, but before you scoff, how many days have you ever been president for? It's got to be a maximum of four. Yeah, so that's one nil to Billy H. Harrison, John. Yeah. And I don't think any Bugle listener can beat him, unless you are one of the 42 other cats who've sat on the American presidential toilets. So, in summary, and ignoring the fact that Harrison probably didn't actually die as a result of the inauguration, but from a buggy picked up later, keep your speech tight, bang, 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 look like you mean it, and don't get your wanger out. Simple. (laughs) All the presidents, in fact, are gathered together for lunch at the White House this week. <laughs> Sorry, not all of them. <laughs> not all of them. All the, all the living presidents. Well, Otherwise, that would have been a fairly unappetising lunch. Well, they sent, out, <laughs> they sent out invitations. Well, only three of them bothered replying. Carter, Bush Senior and Clinton. Some people get in a position of power, go to their head, they get cocky and they forget their manners. Yeah. No netiquette. <laughs> from their Evites. Uh, they, they gather together to offer Obama advice, presumably on things like uh, the Middle East and on how to get the White House boiler to work if it starts playing up in the winter. And the current Commander-in-Chief really looked like a man who was really looking forward to not being president anymore. Okay, yes, Obama's officially moved to Washington last Monday uh, after a two-week holiday in Hawaii. The island uh, was so named, in fact, after the noise made by ace British explorer James Cook when he became the first European to discover it when he uh, landed on the beach and trod on a scorpion. <laughs> um, <laughs> bit of history for you. Hawaii! <laughs> um, <laughs> I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall at that lunch, John. I'd have lo- I mean, what a yeah. lunch. Well, probably not a fly on the wall, as then, as a fly, I would have lacked the capacity to understand what those people were saying to each other, trying to avoid being <laughs> swatted with a rolled-up copy of Baseball Monthly by the president, who regards flies as un-American, before finally being thwacked, falling unconscious to the Oval Office carpet, being scrunched into it by a presidential brogue, whilst Obama said, hey, treat yourself, grind it right in, this is coming up next week, before someone else said, hey, that's not the only time a fly has come down in here, is it, Bill? Bill? 
come on, we can all laugh about it now. It must be strange and not a little awkward for them to stand there together in the Oval Office, especially with Bill Clinton standing there too, because there's a big elephant in the room there, Andy, and that elephant being ejaculated semen. It must be hard to work in an office which hosted the most famous blowjob in human history. (laughs) Tricky to focus. I'd have thought you'd be too busy scrubbing things clean, like Lady Macbeth. They also had the traditional uh, presidential game of Twister. Obama won quite comfortably. Jimmy Carter, not quite what he was as a Twister player, although Clinton can still pull a few moves. I would imagine they did spend most of their time sitting around awkwardly, tapping their fingers on the table, looking at George W. Bush, and just going, ooh. Of course, uh, the oath is really the key part of the inauguration. That's the one that he really doesn't want to screw up and accidentally reveal himself to be a, uh, an Islamic extremist, as suggested by the <laughs> conservative media. Well, that would be the worst time for him to do that. Yeah, um, yeah he's an inspirational figure, Obama, and um, I'm hoping this will lead to a great age in oath-writing. Because you know, I don't think I make enough oaths, and I've decided yeah. to make more oaths. In fact, I made one this morning where I said, I do solemnly swear that I will faithfully execute the office of coffee maker and bread toaster of this breakfast, and will, to the best of my ability, preserve, protect and defend and eat my bacon sandwich. (laughs) So help me me. Hear more of our shows, buy our Dancy Lagarde book, and donate at thebuglepodcast.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth, Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss line bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you, you, you must be so excited. Listen now.